starting and growing a business is really, really hard. That's my experience anyway. Being an entrepreneur takes a lot of resilience, optimism and determination to overcome some of the biggest challenges, all while keeping a healthy balance in life. This is Pivot and Grit and I'm your host, Vaughan Broderick. I've learned how to start and grow a successful business, which is known as failing a lot, kickstart new careers and achieve academically all while in midlife. I'm also a design thinking coach, MBA graduate, entrepreneur, business mentor, speaker and proud dad of two. And I want to share everything I've learned with you on my podcast. Listen in as I share all the mistakes I've made and what I've learned so that you can get on the right path faster. We'll cut through the noise and get to the point on topics like entrepreneurship, MBA content, design thinking, innovation, strategy, and the all-important mindsets that matter. I want you to walk away with everything you need to be successful. Pivot and Grit is for entrepreneurs, startup owners, busy professionals, and anyone who's trying to up their game. I'll be giving you actionable advice in under 15 minutes once a week. Think of this as your entrepreneurship MBA in your pocket. If you give, if you give me your time, I promise I won't take it for granted. And remember, it's never too late to pivot and grit. So let's get to work. Hi, and welcome back, everyone. In today's show, we're talking about the understanding phase of the design thinking process. So the understanding phase is about understanding the problem and gaining real insights from the human perspective and really getting to the why. It's also about validating the desirability. Last week, we were focusing around discovering and gaining real empathy for the users in their world, understanding their pain points, what success and failure looks like. It's about that exploration and developing more questions and having that real curiosity. So now after we've reached saturation of our data and explored areas of tension, gaps, or what extreme users are doing, we now need to make sense of all that data that we've gathered. So while there's no right or wrong way, there are some tools that consistently help in this phase. But before we explore what those tools are, I'd just like to mention a book by Nick Bomast. It's called User Palooza. And Nick is a very experienced field researcher. And I encourage everybody to go out and grab a copy of that book. I'll put a mention of that in the uh, show notes. So the first tool that... I want to explore is the affinity mapping. So after you've had all the user interviews, then transcribe all the notable comments onto individual post-it notes. Now you can use um, digital platforms such as Miro to do the similar thing, but I always like using analog actual physical post-it notes, transcribing those notable comments and observations from each user onto individual notes and then putting them up randomly onto a wall is iteratively shape the grouping into various themes and sub themes and along the way critically filtering and interrogating each note asking does it belong here and also does it belong somewhere else continually breaking down the group of data into various groups and subgroups. 
Also along the way is adding voice and meaning. So as an example, what's the sentiment of a particular group of statements? And always frame it that it sounds like it's coming from their perspective. And lastly, what we do is once we feel we've got real clarity around that is to um, shape the findings into a structure of a customer's voice, what the finding is, and then supported by evidence. So that would be the, some of the key statements. So the second tool I'd like to talk about today is empathy maps. So empathy maps capture what an interviewee said and did. So that's the observation piece. But then we move to the second half of the map, which is inferring what we believe they're thinking and also what we believe they're feeling in that in that moment. And correlating that across also into what we believe their core needs are and any surprising insights. The third tool is journey maps. And journey maps are particularly useful for service-orientated businesses and complex systems. So a journey map will often show the various points of interaction and responsibilities along with the critical success points and potential opportunities. So if you can imagine various steps in a user's journey might be placed horizontally on post-it notes across the wall and then vertically perhaps could be the various uh, stakeholders or users in the system. The next tool is customer jobs. And customer jobs are often used to map out their jobs, pains and gains. So customer jobs sounds a funny term, but if you think about it from the aspect of that a customer is employing that service or product to fulfill something for them. For an example, last night I went to a movie and went and watched uh, Maverick, and it was a great movie. So a functional job would be that we wanted to go and watch a movie. But also socially and emotionally was that connection with my wife going out together and watching that movie. So always consider the social and emotional aspects uh, of what a job may be, not just the functional, because that can give some really strong insight. Now just talk about personas. Persona is a really useful tool to also carry right through the whole project. So a persona is a fictional representation of a user group. And it is about user groups or user cases. Um, so try to avoid stereotypes in this instance. So it would be a synthesis of the attributes, uh, the pains and gains, perhaps the day in the life, of a typical user within that user group. Now we also can add in demographics, but it's more about uh, psychographics and attributes. And lastly, once I feel I've really gained some useful insight from all these other tools, I, I like to define it down into a several, it could be several point of view statements or perhaps just one or two. And this is really around putting a stake in the ground from what you believe is the core issue uh, from a user's uh, point of view. So as an example, we'd use this formula. User needs to, and what the user's need is, because, and whatever the surprising insight is.
along the way, we were likely to have also captured various tensions and polarities. So as an example, that might be what level of personalization is needed as opposed to standardization. And different users may be on a spectrum of that. So that could be an important element to consider in whatever we're designing. So once we've worked our way through using various uh, tools and techniques to extract out and get real clarity and understanding of what the core problem is from a user's perspectives and what the insights are, then what we need to do is also make sure we're presenting that in a, in a way that is meaningful. So to do so, we need to consider who the audience is. Is that staff or is that executives? And how might we present those insights to create the most impact? So wherever possible, I like to take stakeholders on the journey with me. So often that'll be an immersive experience, such as using visuals that include metaphors with simple graphics. We need to also consider what level of zoom and fidelity. So as an example, do we need to present the information at a higher level, an overview, or are we looking to zoom in on a really critical aspect of an experience? And also what the level of fidelity the presentation should be. Do we make it more polished? Uh, making things more polished often means that it's in its finished state and so that gives that impression as opposed to it's ever evolving and perhaps in a more low fidelity state. One thing I do like to do is include highlight reels from video interviews and that's really around key, key moments that we feel that we need to present back and make that impact and that can be really powerful. And perhaps you could also try using a worksheet. So take so take the stakeholders through the experience of the work and on the worksheet they can capture their own insights and perhaps report back. And that way they're connecting at a deeper level with that work. It's important to remember that these tools are not just useful for their different approaches to draw out the insights but they also help to reduce biases. As an example, a biasy called egocentric empathy, which is projecting our own preferences onto others, which in turn can lead to not generating ideas of significant value, it helps us to reframe perspectives to the user's point of view by using these various tools. Okay, so today we covered off some effective tools for gaining insight and understanding. And the key takeaways I'd like to leave you with today are firstly, try out the various tools and find what works for you and the particular project. And secondly, find ways to tell the story in an immersive way for greater impact. To help you with your design thinking and innovation journey, I've put together a list of 101 plus innovation resources as a free download from my website. I'll put a link in the description. If you like this episode, please share it with one person that needs to hear the message and leave a five-star review. Until next time, thank you for listening in and here's to your success. <music>